It's Talking Twins and More with Nix and Naomi. Thanks to twinfo.com.au and doublebub.com.au. It's Talking Twins and More back for another week with myself, Nix, and joining me from twinfo.com.au. Naomi, how you going? Hey, we're back after a week's break. I know. I can't believe we had a week off. I, I missed you. I know. We actually said to ourselves, we're not going to do this. And then I think it was halfway through last week. I was knee deep in sick toddlers. And I said, you know what, mate? It's a long weekend. Let's give ourselves a bit of a holiday. And we can, you know, because like this is what happens. You just have to, when you've got multiples, mm-hmm. you just have to go with the flow, don't you? Yeah. And I think uh, if I'm right, you went away. So tell me, how is your camping trip? Yeah, we went camping. It was great. You know, it was so hot. Um, here I go again talking about the weather. Um, <laughs> but it was so hot. It was. It's our last camping trip for the year. So um, we've spent a lot of time packing all the equipment up properly and all of that kind of stuff because it's just, yeah, it's too warm. But no, we had a really good camping trip and you are not going to believe this. I came back to the campsite, I think probably to um, grab another beer or something because it was really warm. And um, got chatting to a lady who had pulled in next to us and was setting up camp kind of near us. Now, normally I have to say we don't camp in these kind of places, but the October long weekend. Oh, hang on. Camping. Be honest. You said before you went to one where there were a few more bogans from the other side of town. <laughs> I'm throwing you under the bus now. <laughs> you are. But I also do. I did also say that we fit it yeah. quite well with them. When we're camping, um, especially on the long weekend, you know, there was a lot of good rock music playing and everyone was there. Um, They actually, they managed to screen the um, footy grand final and things like that. So it worked out really well. And the lady lady next to you? Yeah. Yeah. I rock up back to the campsite and she's like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I don't really know the etiquette. This is the first time I've gone camping in ages and I'm just here by myself with my kids. And I was like, oh, that's fine. Look. You know, how old are your kids? I've got kids too. We've all got kids. And I sort of showed her where we were camping. I said, if you've forgotten anything, just let, let me know. She said, and um, it turned out she had eight-year-old girl-boy twins. <gasps> exactly. Like, so they were like six weeks younger than ours. Oh, my God. Isn't life weird? I know. And she ca- like, so anyway, we hung out most of the weekend. She came out from the end and she said to me, thank you so much. She said, you really just, our camping trip wouldn't have been anything like it was without sort of meeting you and you taking us under our wing and everything. And Aww. we were just talking about how the multiple birth community is like that and everything. Yeah. I mean, I would have done it for any mum or dad that had turned up on their own or, you know, even any family that had turned up on their own and were camping sort of semi near us. You often get chatting to them. Yeah. But I guess just because she was on her own, she had boy girl twins, same age as mine and everything like that. Yes, we really, we really hit it. Hit off. It's good. What are the chances, hey? I'll have to take a leaf out of your book because I think Chris will be excited to hear this. I I am a non-camper. Um, I, I've just never really got into camping, but it's starting to dawn on me that with boys in particular, but with kids, it is so practical. And they love it. Yeah. See, I reckon the boys would absolutely, like, they're real outdoor boys already. I mean, they're they're not even four, but you can, like, every chance we have to go outside, which is awesome. Like, I want them to be adventurous outdoor kids. So I can just see we're starting to creep around that thing where it's going to come that camping is just a really convenient way to holiday. And I'm going to have to just go with it. You are. And you won't regret it, honestly. You won't. There is so, camping is so much easier these days. 
I think uh, we're going to have to do a whole episode yeah. on Naomi's camp trips. I think trips. we will. <laughs> I'm all about camping. I, I love it and the kids love it and it's just, yeah, it's easy now, particularly, I guess, because of the age ours are. I mean, I, we don't see ours for a couple of hours at the time and I often think, oh, my gosh, I actually have no idea where they are. Where have they gone? Oh, but they're off but, bike riding and hanging yeah, out with other kids. Yeah, fine. It's so anyway. good. Well, I'm glad let's to get into it. Yeah, let's do it. We're going to talk this week as we do lead up to our big uh, birth stories, which we will get there eventually. Um, we're going to be talking about prepping and getting organised for that big event. And we'll do it next on Talking Twins and it's More. It's Talking Twins and More with Nix and Naomi. Thanks to twinfo.com.au and nickyainley.com. And Naomi, this week we're going to be talking about uh, getting ready, preparing for the big day, the delivery of your kids and what you go through. Uh, my first question to you, and I've got to ask this, did you go to any birthing classes? We did go. We, were, we went public. Yeah. So we probably need to back up a bit there, but we went public and they, they had the sort of the, the public antenatal classes. Yeah. But I do remember getting up to them and they actually said to me, oh, you don't need to come to the vaginal birthing one because you'll be oh. having a cesarean because you're having twins kind of thing. Wow. And I was like, oh, hang on. No, no. Um, no, we'd like to come to that. And um, as, as it happened, we didn't actually make it anyway, which I, I think Dave was quite happy about because we didn't. <laughs> We did end up having a cesarean anyway, but he wasn't too keen on attending that class. Oh, my goodness. Um, So where did it start for you, your preparations? Oh, gosh, I don't know. In terms of the birthing classes, though, I got so much more out of the ones that were run by my local multiple birth association. Ah. Um, They run a two-series expectant parent night, and uh, it was just the bee's knees honestly it was hands down there was nothing to do with actually giving birth in there it was just all the practical stuff about being in the hospital with twins or um, what to expect what you needed beforehand what you needed afterwards and all of that and and that was really really good I do know though that the other public hospital I'm in Brisbane um, I birthed through the Royal but I do know that the Martyr has a midwife who has twins and she runs um, a twin session there every few months that's really good. interesting because it, mm. it wasn't even offered to me for like any kind of multiple birthing. See, I, I wasn't because I'm further out of a city than, than you mm. are. You're in one. Um, I didn't even know about the Multiple Births Association until after the boys were already born. Um, and I think that's a really good thing. If people want to get involved when they find out that they're pregnant, because I had no idea until you just said that, that they have that kind of support leading into the birth, what do people need to do? Like, so you don't have to have had your, your multiples then to sign up? No, absolutely not. Oh. And, you know, I mean, for me, um, I went to a, a couple of um, events even before we had the babies as well. So, you know, you... They will welcome expectant parents to any of the events, um, but I know at my personal, at my local club, you know, you can go to play group and, and push people's prams around or to ask them or wow. to, you know, things like that, which is really helpful. Um, the expectant parent nights absolutely are brilliant. Uh, my local club, which is Brisbane Northside, we run a clothes swap where you can go and stock up on all of your clothes for free. Um, for the next season, um, and particularly if you're having newborns, I mean, you could, you can literally, uh, we will send you away with bag upon bag upon bag of clothing. You won't need to buy anything for the first three months for them. Oh so, my god, that's so good. 
Yeah, so things like that, but it's definitely, um, to find out if anyone that is looking at joining and don't know where to go, you can just go to the AMBA website, just Google um, Australian Multiple Birth Association or AMBA, and they do have a club finder on there, so you just pop in your postcode and it will bring up your nearest club. I wish I'd done that. I wish I'd known that because um, we we went through private, but we kind of got just pushed in the direction of normal birthing classes and I can't remember how it happened but we signed ourselves up to do it and I was like okay we're going to be doing this and whatever day it was that we were booked in to do the first part of our course I had some kind of like hormonal meltdown and I just couldn't do it I couldn't face it it was too hard because we had to drive nearly two hours to get there and it was just all way too much we got halfway there and in the end we ended up at a pub having a schnitty dinner and totally (laughs) bailed on our birthing classes so we were 110% clueless we knew nothing isn't that funny? Because there's no way I would have let myself have done that. I was too much of an organised perfectionist in terms of, okay, there's so much that's out of my control mm. with having multiples. So I do know that I have to do this, I have to do that. It's almost like having a checklist and just ticking those boxes. Yeah, well, I even remember I went and bought like one of those um, pregnancy journals where you can write everything from name suggestions through to when your birthing classes are, your birth plan. I didn't have a birth plan. I didn't have attend a single class. I bought this book and I didn't fill out anything in it. It's still sitting on my bookshelf behind me here in my studio. And I just, I never filled out any of it. I was just, I don't know whether it was because I was still dealing with processing the whole thing. But yeah, I, I did nothing and I was so underprepared. And in hindsight, it, it again, it didn't really matter because we did end up having a cesarean and I like what happened in the whole situation around the boys was nothing that you could have prepared for. But I don't know why. I just couldn't do the normal stuff. So I did nothing I mean, I got ready for the boys in terms of purchasing stuff. We'll get to that in a second. But yeah, in terms of preparing myself, I was so underprepared. I bought a heap of books. Like, um, I think it's the the Juju Natural Birth one and, yeah, all these sort of natural birthing books that I bought when I very first found out I was pregnant. And that was before I found out that um, I was having multiples. And then I actually never even read any of them. I passed the whole lot, you know, several hundred dollars worth of brand new books onto a girlfriend who was pregnant because I was like, here you go. Here you go, read these. You'll more help to you. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? I did buy, did you um, read any multiple birth books? I read, no, I read nothing. I literally read nothing. I don't know. I think I went through a stage for about seven months where I was just, I never thought about how these two were going to come out. <laughs> Gets that way, doesn't it? Because for me, I think because I'd had the previous loss of the previous twins, yeah. I just, yeah, for me, I, I had done so much reading and so much research on getting pregnant. Yeah. And then you weren't I sort of managed the, next the bit. well, the, the pregnancy bit I was okay with because, you know, I read up the duff each week, and I read the Kaz cookbook and all of, or whatever the other, you know, what to expect when you're expecting. I feel like I really that. need to go back and read these books because I'm <laughs> so underprepared, and I've nearly got four year olds. <laughs> and then we talk about what size fruit, you know. Today it's the size of a plum. Today it's the size of a peach, um, and all of this. And we used to read each week about what our fruit were doing, and <laughs> it was oh, quite funny. You've just reminded me, actually. I did have an app. I did down the one thing I did do is I downloaded an app which was like your pregnancy 
progress. And it wasn't for multiples. It was just for a singleton. But that I did follow the fruit thing. And, and you know, I did though, do the fruit thing. That's the difference because our pregnancies were four, year apart, four years apart. I yeah. don't really think that kind of stuff was really out there. Yeah, it did have sort of tips on like different things you could be doing or different pains and stuff. But I kind of ignored all of that because it was, as I said, it was all kind of for one baby. But it did give me a good idea of, of the size or the fruits or whatever. I wonder if there is any um, multiple birth ones of those out there. If anyone knows, if they want to head to our Facebook page, mm. we'll ask the question. Um, if anyone knows of any multiple birth apps or can recommend any books that they read that really helped them or any classes that they went to, mm. any birthing classes or, or anything like that, that would be really interesting. Yeah, would I mean, I, as you said, straight away I had no idea that Amber offered all of that support. I, I wish I'd yeah. been exposed to it because I know you've said before that, you know, so many of your friends that you've met through it and um, – you know, being so removed from an area where it was easy to get to and from, it's certainly something that I missed. Yeah, definitely. I do think that um, anyone that can get along to one of the Amber Expectant Parent Nights definitely should do. So that was so you you went to their classes and how did Dave get in the headspace? I've always wanted to know that. Oh, look, I don't think he had. Um, too much of a choice, really. I kind of just dragged him along with my headspace. Um, <laughs> and, um, I mean, he came to obviously all of the appointments with me um, mm. and to the expectant parent night that we went to through the Multiple Birth Society. And, you know, I think we went to three birthing classes at the hospital and things like that. Um, but he was, I, I don't know, to be honest. We, we should, we'll have to get the boys yeah, on we and do. get them we to tell their story. We definitely need their side. I don't know. To be honest, I can't even remember. He probably didn't get a lot of say in what things that were mm. happening at that time in terms of what we needed to do and what we needed to attend because yeah. I, that was kind of, I guess, my responsibility, I felt. Um, but I, I, that's something I wanted to do as mm. well. Yeah, it's something that you kind of taken it. I don't know what happened with me. I kind of just went backwards. But I did prepare like physically for the boys as in the sense of preparing for stuff and buying stuff. Do you remember the very first thing you purchased for your twins? Not for not for the second set. I bought a onesie when I knew I was pregnant because that's how I told Dave. I bought a little onesie and gave it oh. to him, which I've still got on my bedside drawer. I didn't know it was twins at that time, obviously. Um, but for the – no, for our Earthside twins, I – don't remember. What about you? What did you buy? You well, must have bought something. The very first thing that I bought after we found out that we we're having twins, it was actually after we'd, we'd got the sexes and we went to the shopping centre and I bought a set of um, Pe- uh, Peter Alexander onesies that were the Lion King. And I remember buying these because it was really nice. We went and found out the sexes and then we ended up having like booking ourselves a hotel for the night and staying down in the Hunter and just having like a night away and just really digesting everything that was going on. And I bought this gorgeous set of of Lion King onesies and I think I bought like double zero and I remember looking at these thinking, oh my God, they're so small. I don't think the boys wore them until they were eight months old. (laughs) Oh no. (laughs) 
And I remember I had them hanging in the cupboard for so long. Like when we built the nursery, they were there on their little racks, like little coat hangers. And then we got another little selection of clothes. We didn't buy a lot of clothes because, again, I didn't know sort of what size the boys were going to be and all that sort of stuff. But everything I bought was like, oh, they're going to be small babies. So double zeros or three zeros. And they weren't in that stuff till six to eight months because they were just so blooming tiny. Isn't that funny? I remember um, having no idea, and but going down to the baby shop, like just we have. I'm, I live within walking distance of a big W, and I remember walking around there. But I remember thinking, everything is so expensive, and I have to mm-hmm. buy two mm. of all of these onesies and two of all of these lots of singlets and all of that kind of stuff. Yep. And then a girlfriend told me about a um, a, a secondhand babies and kids market that was on. Uh, you know, every yeah. couple of weeks or something. So we went along to that and just kind of went crazy because you could pick up um, things for a for dollar, two dollars kind of thing. And I thought, well, at least here, because we didn't know what we were having. Yeah, I was so going to say that. At least here I could, I could just bought quite a lot of things and I thought, well, um, you know, these I've managed to pick up 12 onesies for $10. Yeah. Um. And we just kind of went with that. I, I, I still to this day, and our guys are now uh, like our girl boy twins are eight and a half nearly. And I, there's very few things I've bought new. I buy um, a lot of their things. We still exist on hand me downs. We're really lucky. Oh, you're so much better than me. I buy everything new and I'm just, yeah, and then I hold on to it. Although I just realized today my kids are nearly four and they were still in size two pajamas. So I think it's time to get them some new pajamas. Um, do you remember the first big item that you bought? Was it like a pram, a cot, car yeah, seats? We, we got our pram from America. Oh wow! Sounds, yeah, well, you think that it sounds so decadent and everything, but it was when the it wasn't. It was it was cheaper. Um, we bought from there because it was the exchange rate in the dollar was like a dollar twelve or something. And with the American one you actually got what was next year's version of the pram in Australia. So we were getting the pram for I got the pram, the two seats, the rain covers, the drink caddy holder all of the bits and pieces that you need, plus shipping, and it was still about $200 cheaper than just buying the pram alone wow. here in Australia, and that was with delivery. Wow, that's a good tip. Never would have thought yeah, of well, that. Well, not now, not now. Because yeah, because the, the dollar changed. is so terrible now. Uh, it was just because it was so – the exchange rate worked in our favour right so yeah. much. Um, so I managed to get, and the only difference with the pram was it just didn't have the red brake. Oh, okay. So not, not Which, nothing major really. No. And that was the only difference, but <sighs> it was actually the following year's model a year before it came to Australia. No, so you were ahead of the, ahead of the trend. <laughs> well, so many people were, and do you know where I found out that information from? This is going back. So this is pre Facebook almost. This is like the essential baby forum. Were you? Oh, wow. No, I you don't, don't even know what it, it, no. I don't even know what you're talking about. Yeah, isn't that funny? How much has changed four years. in four years? Four yeah. years. It's crazy. Yeah. It was a busy four mm. years. Oh, there you go. And what else did you buy? Well, up the, front, sort of. 
Well, after my little moment, which was my joyous moment of buying these two little onesies, I then decided it was time to get stuck into some of the big stuff. And the, the pram was the first thing. I think that's probably the one thing that you think, okay, I've got to tackle this, um, you know, twin pram thing. What's it going to be? And I was down in Sydney at my dad's and we went to one of those like massive baby kingdoms or one of those. And we started looking around at prams. And I think that was the first time we'd really been into a proper baby shop and realised how much stuff we needed. And as you said, how much you need double of and all that sort of stuff. And we got to the pram section and I couldn't find a single multiples or twin pram. And I remember having to ask the lady where they were and she's like, oh, yeah, we've got a couple. We'll go and find what we've got. And I don't know why. But it sent me, probably because I was pregnant with twins, but it sent me into a flood of tears <laughs> and I had to leave the shop and I sat on, I sat on the curb in the car park <laughs> bawling my eyes out going, buying a twin pram is just too hard. <laughs> what did Chris say to that? <laughs> He's just standing there holding me going, it's okay, babe. It's going to be fine. And I'm like, no, it's too hard. They're all so big and they're just not normal. (laughs) And he was like, look, I think we need to go and get some lunch and and just like calm down and we can come back and tackle this afterwards. And I was determined I was not leaving without a twin pram. I had decided that was what I was buying that day and come hell or high water, we were going to get it. And I think we ended up deciding on the model whether we walked away with it or not. We finally found something. We had uh, the, the Britax, I think. Um, up and down, we had them above each other, above and below um, for the first eight months before we had to buy a new one. It was a disaster. Anyway, uh, but yeah, it just, it was something that was just monumental in my world was buying this pram. And after that, everything else we bought was smooth sailing. Like it was really easy, but that was just such a hurdle to get through because I felt so overwhelmed that everybody else's prams were going to be small and mine were going to be space stations. It's funny, isn't it? And I look back now, so I was four years before you. I hardly had any twin prams really to choose from. There were, you know, there were half a dozen on the market and that was it. But I look now, particularly, you know, in the on the Twin Fay Pager and the Parents of Multiple Group, people are always talking, asking questions and things like that. There is so much choice out there. Yeah. I don't think I'd be able to choose one now. I yeah. have um, analysis paralysis sometimes yeah. and I just don't <laughs> So I, too much I choice. Too much choice. Yeah. Too much research. All too hard. Yeah. I look. But, I completely agree. And I think I I was overwhelmed, and I didn't have a lot of choice. And I think yeah, it's just becoming it's becoming really hard to work out what's right and wrong. And there's so many different layouts and setouts, and you just got to find what works with you. But the problem is, it's so expensive. It is, and you don't want to get that decision wrong. Yeah, Ugh, so we'd love go. to hear. Probably yes. that's a, that's something that um our, we'd love to hear. Have our listeners let us know what kind of pram do you have? Do you have the limo style? Do you mm. have the side by side? How did you choose your pram? Did you have a lot to choose from? Was there a reason you chose your pram? Some people are limited by what can fit in their boot. Yeah, I mean that was one of the things like you you do have to take into consideration. Ours was one of those ones where you had to take a 
uh, like the top one the off, off and, yeah, yeah, and all of that. So it took up a lot of room, and it, you know, it was really a nightmare. We've only just stopped using it, so probably about six months. You know, the boys have now been, you know, confident enough that we don't need it. But yeah, God, they're so bulky. They are. They are horrendous. Yeah. Is there anything else that you would say you were so grateful that you got? We pretty much bought everything secondhand except for the pram and yeah. the nursery furniture. We bought new cots mm. um, with matching change table and um, one you know, that all I often see come up, and I'm interested to see what you do. But I always see this conversation on um, a lot of the the Facebook pages. Is did you have bassinets into cots? One bassinet, two bassinets. How did you roll it? No, so we just had a uh, sorry, a pram. We just had mm-hmm. a cot in our bedroom. Yep, at the foot of our bed, so um, we could just I could just sit up and reach reach them, um, and they slept in our room for mm. the first little while, and then um, for six months or so, and then we moved them into their own rooms into two separate cots. Then, oh, what yes. about you? What did we you do? Had, did you have bassinets? We did. We were, but we were given bassinets, so mm. we had two bassinets. I thought I wouldn't use them that much, but actually, when the boys first came home, they were in the same bassinet for almost three months um, yeah, before right. they actually grew out of it. They were top and tail in it, and then they moved into their own bassinets. And then, yeah, by about six, seven months, I think they were into their cots. Then, so mm. yeah, and they were in the same room, and they still are. And you know, one thing. Um, now, and this is, um, I was instrumental in doing this, our local multiple birth society, they hire the double hospital bassinets. Oh, really? And that's a great idea that's for cool. the first, you know, just, just for that first month or two, just particularly when you're recovering from a C-section, we, we hire the single ones and the double mm. one. Um, but just to help you when you've had your C-section, you can you know, push it from the lounge to the bedroom to the wherever. Oh, that's such a great idea because I had so much trouble bending over and moving after yeah. my C-section. And, um, that hospital bassinet was great. I hadn't realised how much you actually can rent, how many different yes. things you can rent. Like pumps, for example, that was the big thing for me. Um, yeah. I didn't do any research on that. Again, my head was in the sand with all of that sort of stuff and it was only after the fact that I discovered that. Uh, but I have to say the one thing that I couldn't live without because we ended up having to wean the boys in another subject uh, was a steriliser. That was worth its weight in gold. Yeah, right. You know, you see our multiple birth society hires the hospital strength pumps for $30 a month or something. Yeah, yeah. Whereas you get that. it from the chemist, it's 120 Yeah, yeah, I think I paid. Huge I didn't difference. do any for it because yeah, I had yeah. no idea. Um, I lived with that hospital pump and I were best mates for six months. Ugh. Yeah. I'd love to hear from people what's the one thing they got that they just valued more than anything? Did you ever, because um, I know a lot of people now is the, um, the the big twin feeding pillows and things like that. Nothing like that was around for me. Yeah, we had one. Um, it was like a, a sausage shape. It was a really big sausage, and it was really good. I used to, um, I used to have my like my feeding chair, and I'd wrap that around me and feel very exposed. Yes, <laughs> <That's my laughs> yes nothing memory. glamorous about tandem feeding. I can assure no. you of that. No, so yeah, oh, we had that as funny. well, and we also had. Um, we also bought these things that were like anti-rolls for the kids where they're just little mat with foam sides on that, and you have to watch them. You can't leave them in it. Yeah. Um, 
But that was that was a godsend because they couldn't sort of when they started to roll, they couldn't sort of roll out um, if they were in your bed or something like that. And the only other thing that I am so glad I got was swings. Ah, uh, yes. Yes, yeah. actually, I just did a blog recently on twinfo.com.au about uh, different rockers and, and swings and everything. And I must say, um, I mean, I'm hopeless. There's, don't don't follow me for actual parenting tips. You know, I was just winging it with, <laughs> in terms of, you know, survival and whatever works for you when you've got multiples. Is yeah, the right absolutely. Thing to do. Um, but the one thing I do say to people is don't buy matchy-matchy. I know it looks cute. But for your swings and your rockers and all of that kind of stuff, when the babies are that little and they, they're doing the whole eat, play, feed, sleep, whatever routine that they're on, um, by having several different bounces, rockers, swings or whatever, their playtime can be extended through just by having them in one for 10 minutes and then swapping them over and it just mm. gives you that little bit of extra time. Yeah, it's funny you say that. Our twins were always matchy-matchy in clothing. But um, yeah, they like the swings were different, activities were different, mm. all that sort of bizzo. But um, we'll get to that. We've we've jumped ahead of ourselves, that's for sure. But it's been really interesting finding out because I just have such strong memories of this moment uh, of me, you know, trying to buy this pram and just getting overwhelmed oh, by the idea thing, yeah. of two. And I think I'd just love to hear from other other mums as to you know, did they ever have a moment like that where it was just like that one defining moment? Where you're like, oh my god, this is gonna be hard. <laughs> it is, and I think um, the other one is the other big one. Of course, is car seats. Yes, oh. a capsule, the, the whole capsule versus. And when you're a first time parent, like you and I both were, you've got no, no idea. idea. No, see, we didn't. No idea. I don't think we even. No, we we must have only just got our car seats the week I went into hospital. Because Chris was responsible for getting them fitted and everything. Like, I, I mean, I, that was it. I was stuck in hospital after that. I remember the next time I saw my car, there were the two car seats and we're putting the babies in with like, uh, you know, um, like support around their neck. And I was like, oh, these are too big. What are we doing? <laughs> like, that's, a, that's the only size. Your kids are too small. Funny, yeah. Did, did you have capsule? No. Did you? Yeah, because I got the pram that the capsule fitted into. <sighs> Did you like it or did you find it oh difficult? Oh, my gosh. I loved it. Oh. Loved it. Oh, there you I go. cried. I actually cried when I returned them because <laughs> I hired them. Yeah, that's the way to do it, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And I cried when I returned them because oh. I thought, how am I going to get out of the house ever again? I'm oh. never, ever going to be able to leave the house. You know what? We'll have to I come did. back to that I once did. we've got to the point. Yeah, I was, yeah, once we catch up to when the kids are actually born and why, know. you know, that moment you gave away. But that's a really good tip because I know a lot of conversations, again, when people are preparing for their twins or multiples, is always should you get capsules, shouldn't you? So it's great to hear that you loved it. Yeah, no, I definitely did. And that's another question. Maybe we can ask that on the page as well and, and um, have our audience give some advice to those that are going through it at the moment. Yeah, let us know uh, what are you swinging towards at the moment? Capsules, not capsules, what are you loving, what are you hating? Uh, start the conversation on our Facebook page. Talking Twins and More, a multiple birth podcast. Let's come back and wrap it up with our wins and losses, Naomi. Looking forward to it. It's Talking Twins and More with Nix and Naomi. Thanks to twinfo.com.au and doublebub.com.au. I reckon we could have gone on and on about that. 
I know. One of our big problems that we always say with this podcast, we're going to keep it short and yeah. snappy because people are listening to it in the car or while they're going for a walk and we always go over time. We rattle That's on. Okay. Sorry, guys. We do. Sorry. Sorry. We do. It's very self-indulgent. Well, let's start with you today. Do you want to start with your win or your loss? I'm going to start with my loss this week and it was a contributing factor to, as I said, the reason why we actually took a week break for the podcast and that was we have been through the sickness period. I don't know what it is about us in October, but it seems to be when we always get sick. This time last year, we had a massive gastro that ripped through our house. This time we've got a bad flu cold. So Harrison's had tonsillitis, poor little buddy. buddy. He was like down and out all last week, couldn't talk. And you know what they're like when they're that age. They just stick to you like glue, like the men. It's like someone chopped off his legs. He was just stuck on me. And I had to work a lot last week as well. So that was really hard and then I just yeah I know right and then I just thought I was starting to get through it and Hunter is my little I've got a creepy baby and I've got a pneumonic baby and he's my pneumonia baby and he went down really badly so his chest is really awful and when he gets sick he gets really sick and it lasts for a really long time because he had chronic fatigue after he had um, his pneumonia so yeah it's just been um you know I, I got all the way to the beginning or the end of September, I thought, you know what? We've done really well this season and, damn it, I spoke too soon. So, and yeah. bang, there it is. So it's been oh. a bit of a tough one. What about your well, loss for this week? Well, my loss is actually that school holidays is over. Yeah. Um, mm. I really enjoyed it. We had a really good two weeks. We did so much. Um, Alexis's highlight is that she got her ears pierced, which is a huge That's thing so in our exciting. house. Yes, I oh, know. I remember when I got mine done. <laughs> oh, she's so excited. Um, her granddad and nana took her to get it done. So oh, it's, she and she's just glowing about it. She loves it. It's the best ever present that she's received. I think. Oh. Um, Oliver, well, every time you ask him, even though he had a great school holidays, all he can talk about is that he got stung by a blue bottle twice on the same day. But anyway. Um, so, yeah, my loss is that the school holidays is over. But oh. guess what my win is? What? The school holidays oh. are over. <laughs> I can see you now sitting in the office catching up on to info stuff. crazy we've had a great 15 days of holidays um but yeah I was really pleased to, to wave goodbye you know the school lunch boxes was a bit of a drag already I was like oh man forgot to go and buy stuff for the lunch boxes threw a few things together but yeah was really happy to wave them off this morning oh that's I was also a- really pleased to pick them up though it yeah. was a good day it's it's that yeah it's a double-edged sword, I think. Uh, you know, you, you want to have them home, but at the same time you want them to go back to school. Yeah. So it's a tough one. And I had a great first day back, so it was good. What about you? What was your win for the week, Nikki? Uh, look, uh, my win's been a bit of an interesting one. Um, we've been following a little bit um, the story of our NDIS uh, process and yep. in particular um, Hunter has just wrapped up a sensory program, which was really good for him and he actually did really well, but then we actually had to go back for some food sensory assessments ah. um so we have been back in for that which was an in- oh, we'll have to talk about that on another episode because it was 
a really incredible thing. If you think that you have a fussy eater, but you think that they're beyond fussy like mine is, um, it is worth pursuing because it's really highlighted a lot of um, ongoing issues that we have with Hunter with his global developmental delay. And fingers crossed we're going to be in another sensory program that revolves around food to help him. But I finally, after I think about four and a half months, got a call from the NDIS. <laughs> We've been waiting on early intervention funding, which we were told was going to be pretty easy for us to get. Um, and we couldn't work it out, but they've had our wrong address for the last three no. months. Yes. So I got a I got a letter last week saying, can you provide all this additional information? And I ended up ringing them saying, you've got all of this. Like, what more do you need from us? And they're like, oh, you know, we don't know what's going on. We'll look into it. Turns out they didn't have our address right. Anyway, so um, fingers crossed. The lady did tell me today that we should be on the right track to get it. Oh so I'm gosh. just hoping because we're desperately waiting for some funding for speech. And I'm just yeah. hoping we can get it across. So I'm staying positive after today's phone call, but it gave me a little ray of hope. And um, plus the fact that we might be working towards, because mealtimes are a huge battle for us, um, the fact that we might get a bit more support in that in the next program is just, yeah, that's really exciting and a great positive for us too. Oh, I look forward to following along and hopefully hearing the good news. Yeah, well, we'll see how it goes. I wanted to get some tips off you for Halloween, but I think we're going to have to leave that till next week. Yes, I think we will. <laughs> All right, we'll do but... costumes next week. We're going to talk a bit about uh, the one last step before we get to our birthing stories. Or oh, I think we might get the blokes on before we get to that too. Yeah, probably. That's yeah, right. Probably. We'll aim for it's episode like 20. It's process. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're dragging it out. <laughs> Don't give too much too soon. Are we going to talk also a bit about uh, names and how you can go through the naming process? We'll do it next week. It's been fun. Looking forward to it. Talk to you then. Bye. It's Talking Twins and More with Nix and Naomi. Thanks to twinfo.com.au and doublebub.com.au.